Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode here of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh, and I am always joined by my co-host, Alex. We are excited to bring you another episode here, and this one's a little bit different. We're finally, we're done with last year. We, we've gotten it out of the way. We've gotten all the rankings and all of that stuff out of the way. It's done. And now we're going to stick to some one topic type of stuff here. We, we do have some little news to cover, and we're going to get right into that. But you know what? I'm good. I'm feeling I'm feeling nice here on this very windy Tuesday that we're recording. It was very windy last night. Did not help me fall asleep here. But, um, you know, now it's okay. And I feel like it's a windy time in a windy giant's land, if that even connects. I think that, you know, some stuff's about a blowover with the giant's. We have some players that I think are going to be going, and we have a few more days, and that's going to be about 15 days until March 17th, where we reach that point of no return with the free agency, and that's what we're going to cover in this episode. It's Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tomlinson. Which one do we sign? Uh, We'll get into all of that, but first of all, let's figure out how my co-host is doing. Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, You know, I'm excited for today's discussion. You know, we've been wanting to talk about that for a while, obviously. We're a little bit late to the party, but you know what? We're fashionably late, and I think we're, we're late at a good time because, you know, free agency is coming up, and this is really when the discussion has to take place um, because these decisions will be taking place very soon. Um, so, obviously, I'm sure Josh and I both have our opinions. I'm going to guess they're not the same opinions because, well, we never usually have the same exact opinions. Um, on this podcast, uh, usually more about these uh, more controversial topics, at least. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good, um, and I'm ready to get into it. Um, and yeah, there's been some, I guess, a few small bits of news before we get into that discussion, um, I guess, which Josh will get into. Yeah, I mean, starting off with the big news of the day and kind of of yesterday it was, and that was J.J. Watt. He's going to be going to the Arizona Cardinals that's a big deal. Um, I, I think no one really saw this coming. I definitely didn't see this coming. I thought he was going to reunite with his brothers in Pittsburgh, or I don't think that's what I thought. I I wanted that to happen. I, I thought it would be cool. 
Uh, I'm nothing really against Pittsburgh either. So it's like a good thing where he can reunite with them and hopefully have a good time with them in Pittsburgh. But that's what he does. He doesn't decide to do that. And he actually does it in a very J.J. Watt type of fashion where he's benching with an Arizona Cardinals t-shirt on. Uh, and he put that on Instagram and on Twitter. And obviously that got all of the thing. And it was source me, as you know, uh, most of these NFL insiders, when they all quote each other, uh, they're on the same team when it comes to that stuff where they kind of have to be because then they'll get they'll get called out for it that they didn't source someone. So it's usually per Ian Rappaport, per Daniel Jeremiah, per Adam Schefter, whatever it is for the NFL insiders. This time, everyone sourced J.J. Watt, so it was pretty funny. Instead of coming from an NFL insider, all of the like NFL insiders like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport were like, J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals per at J.J. Watt. So if you... Don't trust the news. It's coming from the player itself. Um, so he was the one that was you know, able to break the news to everyone. You were seeing throughout the day that it was narrowing down to the few teams that were left. And he actually ended up going to the Cardinals. Packers fans were not very happy about that. I was seeing that on, 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 on the Packers side of Twitter. I was kind of on the Packers Twitter for a little bit there yesterday in the comments. And, um, you know, good for him. Uh, good, for, good for J.J. Watt. He wants to go to the Cardinals. He could, uh, good young team with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray on your offensive side. And that might leave what I saw is some linebackers open and people were already rumoring the Giants to sign some of them. I think it was Preston Williams on the Packers. If, if I'm talking about the right person, um, the, the linebacker that might be available for the Giants, that's an interesting selection. But that's what I saw yesterday, um, you know, how that kind of impacts the Giants a little bit. Yeah, and obviously his price tag um, may correlate to what Leonard Williams gets um, you know, later on in the uh, in the off season, so we're gonna have to see if that has anything to do. Obviously, he kind of set the price here. JJ Watt at least did. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can get a better deal than that. I think it was what two years, twenty four million dollars, if I'm correct. Um, you know, just coming off the top of my head, but yeah, it was big news yesterday. Um, and I think I'm not sure why he would go to the Cardinals, though. Not that I really care. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm a Giants fan. I don't really care about um, what J.J. Uh, Watt's doing. Josh, do you have the uh, price of J.J. Watt to the Cardinals? Yeah, it was what you were saying, the two years, $24 million. That's I just wanted to clear up. I'm thinking of the wrong Preston Williams here. We got the Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Preston Williams, uh, the, the backup to Devonta Smith. Or not Devonta Smith. Now I'm already thinking Devonta Parker. Uh, on the Devonta Smith is Devonte Smith is maybe the Alabama receiver that we could draft, but uh, no, I'm thinking of of Preston Smith is is the right person I'm thinking about. Preston Smith, who is the outside linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, I believe, an upcoming free agent. And the thing is that it, it's rumored that maybe if they signed JJ Watt, that he was going to be let go. They did not sign him, so now I think there's rumors that the Packers will either franchise tag him because they have the money now, or uh, sign him so I don't know there was like some rumors with him going to the Giants or something like that I don't know the exact details on that but um yeah so that that's what I saw and then obviously Alex you had the JJ Watt price tag I mean two years it is what it is he's not getting any younger in age right so you have him at 31 years old he's still doing what he loves and I would have to say it's not the worst thing I mean he's putting a good amount of product on the field it was uh it's it's I think it's at, it's two years twenty three million guaranteed and then obviously with the um I think it's also like thirty one million together with the included money that's what I just found here from Adam Schefter actually when breaking it down 
So that's the deal with JJ Watt. Two years, thirty-one million, but it's obviously that the that's if he plays well. The twenty-three million, I think, is guaranteed, uh, and that's how that works. So pretty close, Alex. You were one mil off, which in normal life is a lot, but when we're talking about football players and their contracts, one million really doesn't mean that much. So that's the deal with JJ Watt. You going back to what I was saying with the Cardinals? I don't know why he would go there exactly. They're still a developing team, right? They're not a team that I think, at least, is in Super Bowl contention next year. J.J. Watt, like you mentioned, is not getting any younger. I think Steelers, you know, might have been a better option if he wanted to get farther, you know, go to the Super Bowl. I think the Packers obviously would have been a much better option. So I'm surprised he didn't do that. Obviously, being stuck in Houston all these years where there's basically nothing going on in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, winning anything or getting far in the playoffs. So... I'm surprised that he didn't try to go to a team that he knew he can maybe get a ring with. But yeah, besides that, good deal for J.J. Watt and the Cardinals. Um, you know, a little bit weird for the Cardinals' perspective, too, because you're getting an old edge rusher here, right? You're not getting someone who um, is getting any younger, and you're kind of in a younger team here with the Cardinals, and you're kind of, you know, developing, you know, Kyler Murray, obviously. So I don't know. It's not the best. I don't know. It just seemed a little awkward for me. Um, but obviously, J.J. Watt's a good player, so nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah, and you know, going on to our next piece of news, um, we have that Pat Flaherty is coming back to the New York Giants. If we have any people who do not know who Pat Flaherty is, I'll give you a little background info. But most Giants fans should, especially the older generation here, as they were able to witness the Super Bowls, unlike we were, you know, firsthand. We, we were able, we were alive during that time. Let's just say we didn't have the memories as I wish we we did watching it live. And now we haven't had one since 2012. But whatever, we'll move on. I don't want to get all depressed here in this episode. Hopefully it comes in 2021. But Giants hire Pat Flaherty as an offensive. It's it, They call it an advisor role. I'm guessing it's going to be something to do with the offensive line. Because when I go into the background, Hillier understand why. I think it'll be, it'll be like an offensive line advisor role. He spent about nine years with the New York Giants from 2004 to 2015. So he was the offensive line coach for the Giants when they won both of those Super Bowls in 2011 and 20, uh, 2007. I went in the wrong order from forwards to backwards, but whatever. Once leaving the Giants, and and by the way, since I believe the late 70s, he had coaching opportunities uh, with high schools and colleges. So that wasn't just his first job. He had a lot of background. I just... He has, he's had a lot of jobs, so I, ain't wanted, I wanted to just go past the Giants. Um, and then 2016, he spent as a 49ers O-line coach. Jaguars in 2017 and 2018. There's actually a little thing with the uh, Miami Dolphins as he was hired that offseason. I believe didn't spend more than a week or two with the Dolphins. He was then fired because apparently he didn't agree with the coaching staff and what they were trying to build there with the Miami Dolphins. And then guess who was hired as the offensive line coach once he left? Oh, that's our friend that we can't pronounce his name. Dave DeGuglielmo um, was actually introduced as the Dolphins offensive line coach. So a little connection there after Pat Flaherty was uh, fired. Uh, Gouge was brought in and became the O-line coach there in Miami. So that was a little connection I found, which was pretty cool. And then also we have here that he's had a short period um, kind of with Penn State as an analyst for them. And now he's back with the Giants as an advisor role. So a little background on Pat Flaherty, if anyone wondered, um, you know, something I wanted to put in there. Yeah, it'll be good to see him coming back, um, obviously under Coughlin there for those two Super Bowls. So that's really exciting. But 
Not, not that that exactly translates to another Super Bowl, but um, yeah. I don't think I've seen Giants fans kind of going crazy about this. Like, oh, this is, you know, the, you know, Jason Garrett is basically gone now. He's like not the offensive. I'm like, no, this guy is the offensive line assistant advisor, whatever you want to say. He's not going to be like calling plays and things. It's just, it just some Giants fans. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're this type of Giants fan, but you get too excited over nothing really. Um, I know we've complained about this in prior episodes with, uh, who was it that came in? Um, it was oh, the actual offensive line coach, right? That he used to be an offensive coordinator in college. Um, and, you know, everyone was freaking out that he's the new offensive coordinator. I'm like, no, he's the offensive line coach. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know what to say besides that. Good to have him back. Good to have another offensive line or offensive mind in that uh, coaching staff. So good to have him there. And, you know, hopefully he can help evaluate some offensive line talent in the draft so we can uh, – get some more people in there that can block better than the ones we have currently. Yeah, Rob Sale, Alex, is what you're talking about, or as Alex pronounces his name, Rob Saleh. Um, you know, but um, <laughs> still can't even get that one right, which I just, just can't believe. It's spelled like it said. But uh, Rob Sale, the offensive line coach, Alex is exactly right. Uh, he coached at Louisiana. And basically, people thought, because he was the OC there, that he could just come in and develop a new system. So that, that's what Alex is mentioning. Yeah, I intentionally didn't say his name because I knew I was going to butcher it and I didn't want Josh making fun of me or, you know, everyone listening making fun of me. So, you know, Rob, I'm not going to say his last name. Rob Sale. See, I can say it. Um, but yeah, the new offensive coordinator, according to some Giants fans. But yeah. In, qu- in quotations. In quotations. As in Alex quotations, said. yeah. Um, I guess we'll go to mock drafts now, right? So we have some new mock drafts. But they're kind of familiar with some very familiar faces in them. Mel Kuyper, ESPN. Jalen Waddell in his second mock draft. Daniel Jeremiah in his second uh, mock draft for NFL Network has Gregory Rousseau. Oh, God. Pete Prisco for CBS Sports has Jalen Waddell. I was going to struggle with that name there, but then it was okay. Um, And Dre Harris from the Draft Network has Kyle Pitts. I nailed all those names, but similar um, you know, people we, we've seen before, uh, coming in at the 11th pick and, you know, less Kyle Pitts. We used to see more Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has kind of been, you know, seen as going earlier, but now he's going, uh, you know, uh, now he's not coming to the Giants as much or falling that far down the board, at least from the ones I've seen. Mel Kuyper. Yeah. So Mel Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah, they had their part two, uh, 2.0 drafts and Mel Kuyper switching it up instead of taking Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts actually, goes before the New York Giants, so we're not even able to select him. So he chooses Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Now I'm having trouble with the names, Alex. Uh, And and that was uh, an easy selection. I would take that any day. And then Daniel Jeremiah in his 2.0 draft is taking Gregory Rousseau, which is also a good uh, pickup. You know what? Short plug here, quick plug here. Most of these names, if you didn't know already, are draft profiles on the GiantTake.com. Jalen Waddle was a little bit ago. Alex did a draft profile on him. Check it out. Uh, I did a draft profile on Gregory Rousseau on allnysports.com. So if you want to check that out as well. And then let's see. That was it. And then Kyle Pitts. I also did a draft profile on him. So all of these players that we just mentioned have draft profiles written by us on multiple um, areas where you can check them out. Gregory Rousseau, allnysports.com, Jalen Waddle, and Kyle Pitts on giantape.com. Please go check it out. All right. The big news 
of the podcast here. You've waited almost 17 minutes for it, so we apologize for that. The title of this episode, which we should have gotten to earlier, should the Giants re-sign both Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tom- De- Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, or Leonard Williams, Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tomlinson? I'm having trouble speaking once again. Or re-sign none of them. There's three options, really. Uh, and, and we'll get into all of them. And I guess I'll start it off by saying I there's four options in total. Alex just reassessed me. I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking right now. I need a little bit of a voice break. So, Alex, you take over from here. Yeah, so the options are, I'll go over the options. You sign none of them. You sign Dalvin Tomlinson only. You sign Leonard Williams only. Or you sign both, right? Those are the four options. There are some interesting options inside of those options, right? Obviously, there's the tag and trade idea for both, right? You know, Dalvin Tomlinson has been seen as popular among, you know, some free agent destinations. Obviously, D-tackles, you know, as, you know, there are a lot of solid ones in the league, but Dalvin Tomlinson is one of the best in the NFL. Um, so he definitely has a lot of value. Leonard Williams, obviously, coming off the season that he had, has a lot of value. The problem with this is that the Giants don't have a lot of cap space. As of right now, the estimated cap space, we obviously don't have the exact numbers yet till free agency starts, but or at least a little bit sooner before, is about $5 million, which is not enough to sign Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tomlinson, obviously. So then you're looking at the cut, uh, cutting some players, right? You're looking at Nate Soldier, right? Obviously, he has a contract. People are talking about him being restructuring with the Giants, actually. So I'm seeing that as more and more unlikely that he goes. Um, you know, we were kind of hoping that he would retire and save us that cap space, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, he did say he's going to come back and play football in 2021. Hopefully not with the Giants, but, you know, I guess it looks as of right now that it is going to be that way. You, he could save $6 million if he is cut. Um, Golden Tate would also save an additional $6 million if he's cut. I think he is probably the most likely on this entire list to be cut, actually. Um, you know, I've just got some players who have the biggest, um, you know, cap savings here. And then obviously there's some very minor players, but that's only saving up a million or two here and there. Um, Evan Ingram, if you trade him for picks, right, we're saving $6 million there. Um, obviously you're bringing in someone from the draft. That's obviously going to take cap room, but um, you're, you're – offloading a reasonably big contract as well. Kevin Zeitler saves $12 million, the biggest savings that you could get um, on this team at the moment. $12 million is quite a bit, but Kevin Zeitler is pretty crucial to this team at the moment. Um, he's our best offensive lineman by far, and you know it's just going to be a struggle to get rid of him. Um, and I was even seeing people talking about him getting a one- or two-year extension, and I'm not completely against that, actually. Obviously, we're talking about Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson in this episode, but yeah, I'm not completely against that, but there's definitely some cap limitations on signing both of them. Just a bit off topic, Alex, actually. You can continue in a second. Who do you think has the most dead cap for the New York Giants right now? Because this is actually funny. I just pulled this up. Most dead cap. I'm going to guess. Oh, oh, DeAndre Baker. Yeah. It's yeah. Baker. No, yeah. Dead cap. DeAndre Baker actually looking into this. Um, this sucks for the Giants right now. DeAndre Baker has $2 million in dead cap, which is annoying. Almost $3 million, 2.8 uh, in, in total. And then like down there, it's like Ryan Connolly with like 170000 Um, I actually just found that out. So anyway, back, back to what you were saying, Alex. I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. Um, you know, it kind of sucks that, well, obviously he wasn't convicted, right? So that's the whole point. Obviously his salary can't be completely, or they can't really appeal it like that. So 
it kind of sucks, but you know, you got to live with the cap space you're given. Giants have the 20th most cap space at the moment in the NFL, which is not great, right? Everyone, oh, Giants fans were talking about how Dave Gettleman has cleared the cap completely. We're kind of out of cap hell. We're not completely in the best situation, as some people are saying, right? Um, the, you know, $5 is not a lot, even, you know, before cuts. Even if you cut, you know, the realistic cuts, you're really only going to see $20, 25000000 million probably in players that uh, in cap space by the time free agency starts or, you know, the kind of net spend that we can bring in players with. And it's going to be a struggle to do that. So I think bringing both back is going to be unrealistic. Would I like if both could come back? Of course. So my idea of this is you have to sign one to a long-term deal and one you tag and trade. And I think, you know, Leonard Williams obviously has more value, right? You can get a second-round pick, I think, for Leonard Williams, and that could be very valuable to this team. Dalvin Tomlinson, you probably could get a third or a fourth. It's it's difficult. I think you have to bring back Leonard Williams. It seems more likely at the moment. So I would bring back Leonard Williams. Dalvin Tomlinson, I'm not even sure, you know, the logistics of the tag and trade for Dalvin Tomlinson. I'm not sure if there's an appeal for teams to come out and give us picks for him. So I'd sign re-sign Leonard Williams, but it's definitely a tough choice. Dalvin Tomlinson obviously is a key part of this defensive line as well. It's really tough, actually. And I just kind of want to go through a couple more of the smaller uh, cap savings also. Levine Toilolo will save $4 million in cap if he is cut. David Mayo, $2 million. Isaac Yada, my favorite, $2 million. And Cody Core, $2 million. And then there's some others that are like $700,000, $1 million. So those are smaller ones that will most likely be cut as well. But if you look at the numbers, and I've been looking at the numbers, I've been playing my um, – you know, on this website where you can deduct the cap and sign people and then undo the cap. And so I was trying playing around and it's really hard to tag Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson and keep the players you want. So if I were to be, if I was Dave Gettleman, I would, you know, I would most likely trade Evan Ingram. I would cut Golden Tate. I'd cut Nate Soldier, cut Toilolo, Mayo, Yadam, Core. Give me that money. Resign Leonard Williams with that money and also resign Kevin Zeitler on a one to two year deal. Um, and I think he's critical for this team, at least while we have some, you know, even if we draft another guard in this year's draft. Um, I just did a, a, a an article on Elijah Vera Tucker. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. Also on the giantake.com. He's an offensive guard or a, a guard from USC who we could see maybe going early in this draft for the Giants. If we do something like that, you're still not getting, you know, a very good guard at that point, right? It takes time for these guys to develop. Shane Lemieux still needs to develop. So I think you need Zeitler there. I don't think you can just get rid of our best offensive lineman and expect it to all be okay. So I think you got to see if you can re-sign Zeitler on a cheaper deal than he is on right now, right? Uh, you wouldn't want to want to be paying him the same amount we're paying him right now. Um, cheaper deal for him. Sign Leonard Williams. Let Dalvin Tomlinson walk. That's that's my opinion on how this should go down. Took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, there's going to be no argument here. Alex stated all my points, so it's like kind of stupid for me to re re say anything, everything he says. But I mean, I guess my ideal. I'll go into my ideal cuts. Um, if we were going to re-sign a player, I would like Denner, Dennard Williams. Whoa, we're we're taking Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams, putting them together. I'm losing my my. 
I'm losing my whole thing here. I'm losing my groove. I'm losing my my ability to speak. Leonard Williams, I would like to re-sign. Thank you very much. Uh, if there were players I wanted to cut, my preferences would be Nate Soldier. Uh, and we just actually had rumors or not rumors. He wants to play another season. So it's just like, okay, play another season with another team, please, or, or just retire. We would love that. But apparently he he's expected to return. Please don't be with the Giants. So Golden Tate, Nate Soldier, I, I think an Ingram trade is, is like avoidable. I mean, unavoidable. Like, I feel like it should happen, but Gettleman's not going to do that. So it's like, I just, I, I'm avoiding that. I, I can't see the Giants trading Evan Ingram. So Soldier, Tate, cut them. Kevin Zeitler, restructure the contract. I think, Alex, you mentioned that. Toilolo cut him. Cody Core cut him. David Mayo. So these are the players I would want to keep. I would actually want to keep David Mayo. I want to keep Isaac Yadam. Uh, I think they would be good players. Maybe we want to trade Yadam if we take a cornerback in the draft. But that's that's the deal here. And then obviously Leonard Williams, his contract, he's asking about, he's not even like, you know, some players, they take a cheaper deal, right, to stay with the team. Um, I actually, very off topic, but on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, Kyle Juszczyk was on there and he said he actually took the smaller deal because he wanted to go to San Francisco because it was the ideal place of living. Just like an example, Leonard Williams, apparently he's not willing to do that. He is not taking, oh, I want to stay in my home of New York to uh, play for the Giants. He's not taking that approach. He wants the most amount of money, you know, he you can get. Uh, and at his level of talent that he had this season, this could be the best season of his career. I mean, it's the best time to do it. So he's going to want at least $20 million. I think he's going to, in this, even though it's a COVID cap room still, and it's, it's COVID cap space and COVID still impacting the game, obviously because of the fan situation and all of that stuff, I still think Leonard Williams is going to want the most. I feel like it's going to go up to $20 million. Maybe the Giants can finesse him a little bit, get it down to $19, 18000000 million, but I think he's going to want $20 million. I think it's going to be like a three-year deal. So it's, it's tough, but uh, I think Leonard Williams is not going to re-sign with the Giants, but I do want him to re-sign with the Giants, and that's my opinion on the topic. For me, I don't see the Giants letting him go. I think they tag him if he doesn't want to come to a new deal. Um, I don't see him leaving. I, 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 I agree with you. I think that's actually the most likely scenario. I don't think they're going to come to a deal. I think he will be tagged, um, which in that case would kind of suck, um, which would almost mean that Dalvin Tomlinson is guaranteed to walk at that point if he is tagged. Um, you know, maybe we tag and trade him. Leonard Williams I'm talking about, but I doubt it too. Dave Gettleman brought him in. I don't think he wants to get rid of him. It's definitely a difficult situation for the Giants here. But I think, yeah, I I think we actually both agree. You know, I know this is kind of shifting topic. Would you be interested in signing Kevin Zeitler to a one or two year deal? I would. I would. I think that uh, Kevin Zeitler, he deserves another chance. We obviously got him kind of with the Odell trade, although it wasn't part of it. Specifically, it was Olivier Vernon for... Uh, Kevin Zeitler, which I can't really like compare of a trade because offense and defense, and it's like they're as long. I mean, they are both on the line. Olivier Vernon, to be honest, has been playing good with the Cleveland Browns this past season, but and Kevin Zeitler was not. Kevin Zeitler, it's so weird to me because I feel like he was a definite going into last season or this past season, this 2020 season, like definite starter. Oh, he's consistent. He was fine because he was very good in the 2019 season, and he was just the reliable Kevin Zeitler that we knew about when we traded for him. And then now he's like a question mark, right? Do we cut him? 
do we restructure his deal, which we're both kind of thinking about. So yeah, Alex answering a question, I would like to restructure his deal. And I think there's one other thing that we should go into just real quick before we, you know, close this episode out. Um, if there are players that we want to look into that aren't Leonard Williams or Dalvin Tomlinson, because we mentioned both of them, we mentioned players we should cut on the Giants. Here are the other options. Um, for Leonard Williams, let's start out with him. The other free agents that are at his position that are close to the level of um, of, of talent that he is is Jadavion Clowney, which we heard about the Giants in free agency last year that maybe we could sign him. I don't like that. There's Yannick Ngakwe. And that's another player where it's like, all right, we heard about him. Do we, you know, is it really, do we do that? And then there's Justin Houston on, that was on the Indianapolis Colts, I believe. Um, is there a player like that that we want to resign? And then draft prospects. This, these are both first round picks, but Gregory Rousseau and Kawhiti Pay or Kawhiti Pay. I can't say that name, but th- those are the other options where, you know, if we don't resign Leonard Williams, don't tag Leonard Williams, that's who we go after. Um, and then Alex, you can respond to this in a second. Dalvin Tomlinson. Here are the other free agents. And Dominican Sue, uh, he's he's older. Jonathan Hankins, we've seen him before. Lawrence Guy and Shelby Harris. It's like, do we really want to go after these guys? They're not Denner, they're not, they're not Dalvin Tomlinson, right? So I, I just don't know. And then draft prospects, they're not as good um on, on the line as Dalvin Tomlinson is, obviously. And then you probably haven't heard of them as much as I have because I have not. Um, but it's like Christian Barrymore and Davion Nixon are like the top guys at Leonard Williams' position. So I don't know. I really it's it's tough, but I I do know obviously uh, because I said I wanted to resign Leonard Williams and restructure Calvin, Kevin Zeitler's deal, like you were uh, asking me, Alex. So go ahead. You know, what do you think of this? Yeah, another name I you know I've heard pop up. Obviously, not exactly Leonard Williams's position, right? You know, uh, another player we kind of forgotten about is B.J. Hill, right? He can kind of fill in in that position of Leonard Williams or kind of Dalvin Tomlinson a little bit, even though Dalvin Tomlinson's more of a nose tackle. But, you know, we we definitely have some room there, right? Obviously, Dexter Lawrence is there. We can't forget about him, first-round pick from a couple years ago. So he he's always there. And I feel like Dalvin Tomlinson is just less necessary than Leonard Williams, I think. Dexter Lawrence and Dalvin Tomlinson kind of can do similar things, whereas I think Leonard Williams is kind of a little bit of a different type of player. Obviously, they kind of play different positions as well. Another name that I've heard come about uh, with this new signing of J.J. Watt, obviously, for the Cardinals is Hassan Reddick um, of the Arizona Cardinals. Not saying he is the best, but I think he's better than a Kyler Fackrell. He's better than a, you know, I'm trying to think, a Lorenzo Carter probably at this point, right, where we haven't really seen enough from him. So maybe that's another option, right? You see an edge rusher coming in and, you know, you kind of weaken that, you know, the, the center of that defensive line, but you get more um, edge rusher, um, more edge rushers there. So that's another possibility. But yeah, you know, it, it turned out that we both agreed, I guess. But yeah, that's my uh, take on that. I guess that's your take on that. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see in a couple weeks. That's the great thing. We'll know what happened and maybe we predict it right. I doubt it. I think there's going to be some different things going on. Um, such as Nate Soldier, I don't think he will be cut, and I don't think Josh thinks that either. So we hope that's the case, but uh, we both doubt that that's going to happen. Oh, I mean, I mean, how how excited! I might even come on this podcast and start like getting giddy if Nate Soldier is cut. That's how excited I would be, and I I don't get giddy about the Giants like often, right? I get giddy maybe when Daniel Jones doesn't throw an interception in a game, and that's not even that much of expectations. But it's kind of tough for Daniel Jones to do that, but. Yeah, if we if we cut Nate Soldier, how happy I would be! It would be a level, 
it would be a level I don't think most of you have seen before, and that's even including Alex. And Alex and I have classes every day together, and you know we do this podcast together. So Alex, Alex understands that this is not really seen before. I mean, can you confirm that, Alex? Josh is not known as a giddy person, I can tell you that, um, for people that haven't. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you could probably figure that out also. But yes, Josh is not a giddy person, I can confirm that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So if you if you like this let uh l- like this kind of format of we pick a topic point and we kind of roll with it for the episode, let us know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod and let us know. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Giant Take. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Drop a five star rating and review. Next week, I don't really know, and we don't really know what we're gonna do. What I'm guessing is. Once free agency begins, we only have two weeks, like Alex mentioned. So that means two more episodes and then we'll get right into it. We're going to we I've been watching a lot of film recently. So I think we're going to be having some draft profile episodes. I kind of mentioned this last episode, I think. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll tie in a position saying like top uh, wide receivers because we're into them. And then we'll go into like Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. Uh, and, and, you know, um, what what's the player's name? Jalen Waddle. Couldn't think of him for a second. But I think, I think we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll let you know next episode. You'll see it in the title. You'll listen to it, and you'll let us know what you think of next week's episode. Um, I think that's it from me, Alex. Are you ready to close it out? Or we got thegianttake.com to to plug a little bit, and then you can go. Yep, thegianttake.com. I know we've mentioned it already throughout the episode, but real quick here, besides the blog post that we've mentioned, you could listen to episodes, um, and you could also go subscribe to our newsletter on the homepage. That would be very much appreciated, and it would help you um, get kind of notifications and stuff for when we release new episodes, blog posts, etc. Um, and also, it would be great if you guys could help us out on the Patreon, patreon.com slash thegianttake, um, which we have a $2 tier with fan requests, private community, and a shout-out on the podcast. Um, but I think that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, um, and we'll see you next time for some more Giants Conversation Points and Giants Free Agency. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.